In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. So last week we spoke about how God emptied Himself, right? And by doing that, He became passable, right? He became vulnerable, woundable in a sense, right? And so in surrendering His will, He made Himself totally disposable and He made Himself abandoned to God. He totally relaxed in the hands of His Father. And I want to talk about how that applies to us. I want to talk about how we can have this very same mind. Right? In Philippians chapter 2, St. Paul says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but emptied himself. And so we're instructed to have this very same mind. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Okay, so today we'll reflect on applying this mindset to ourselves, our own condition, how we consider our own selves. Okay, so basically, how we can apply this concept in relationship to our own life. And next week we'll talk about applying this concept in our relationship with God, how we can apply this in our prayer life. And the following week, we'll talk about how this applies in our relationship with others. Okay? So just as Christ made himself vulnerable and completely surrendered and relaxed in his Father's hands, we have to relax in God's hands and submit to him in a completely passive way, just to surrender, just to be like clay, to allow him to mold us. Okay? And if we're created in the image of God, if we're created in His likeness, and this is what the mind of God is like, this mind of Christ, the mind that is totally emptied of any self-will, then we're created to have this exact same mind. If we're created to be in His image and His likeness, that means we have to follow in the same path. Okay? So... If you think about when God took the Jews out of Egypt, what was the very first lesson that He taught them? Think about what happened as soon as they left. Pharaoh wasn't happy, he regretted it. You know, he was very emotional and unstable. It changed his mind a lot. <laughs> and so he regretted letting them go. And so he chases after them. And the Jews come in front of the Red Sea. And, I mean, it's not something you could just walk right through. And the Egyptians are right behind them. And so, of course, you would panic at this point. His army, all the chariots, everyone is out to kill them. And in front of them is a wall. There's nowhere for them to go. So they're panicking. What does Moses tell them? In Exodus 14, 14, he says... The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to hold your peace. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be still. Some translations will say, you have only to hold your peace, and other translations say, you have only to be still. In any sense, you have only to relax. Be still. Keep your peace. Don't panic. The Lord will fight for you. What do you mean, Moses? What do we have to do? Nothing. What do you mean nothing? God will fight for you. He'll take care of you. 
Just be still, relax. Totally submit, relax, and hold your peace. John Pierre de Cassade says, the entirety of the spiritual life can be condensed into this word. We should abandon ourselves entirely to God, and by continually forgetting ourselves, we should be totally occupied with loving and serving Him. We can reduce the entire spiritual life to this. The entire spiritual life comes down to our surrender, comes down to abandoning ourselves by forgetting ourselves. That's what abandoning ourselves means. Think of a mother that abandons her child. She just forgets about her child, just walks away, and totally ignores him. In a sense, we think of abandonment in a negative light. But when we abandon ourselves, we leave ourselves in God's hands. Right? So forgetting ourselves is the essence of our spiritual life. We can reduce the whole spiritual life down to this concept. Father John Baptiste says, Did not the Christ have to suffer all these things before entering into His glory? If you refuse to accept the tribulations that God brings you, you would be acting against your best interests. You're like a block of marble in the hands of the sculptor. The sculptor must chip, hew, and smooth it to make it into a statue that's a work of art. God wishes to make us the living image of Himself. All we need to think of is to keep still in His hands while He works on us. And we can rest assured that the chisel will never strike the slightest blow that's not needed for His purposes or our sanctification. For, as St. Paul says, the will of God is your sanctification. All you need to do is be still. Let the sculptor sculpt. Let the potter mold. We have to ask ourselves if we truly are like clay. If our hearts are soft, if they're malleable. If we've emptied ourselves to the extent of having no resistance to God's will. If we've totally abandoned ourselves. Forgotten about our own opinions and our own perspectives and just surrender to God. This is what makes us divine. This is the mind of Christ. There's a saying in the Orthodox Church that there is no theosis without kenosis. There is no theosis without kenosis. Theosis means to become divine, to become God, to be just like Him. Okay? And that doesn't happen without kenosis. That means emptying. The word that St. Paul uses in Philippians chapter 2, that Christ emptied Himself. You can't be like Christ unless you empty yourself without this kenosis. St. Sophroni says, the fullness of perfection must be preceded by the fullness of self-emptying. If you want to be perfect, what comes first is that emptying. And of course, when we say that we have to empty ourselves, it's not by our own work. We can't put our ego to death by ourselves. This is a work of God. Remember what I told you about the scene whenever the Jews left Egypt and they were in front of the Red Sea. Moses tells them, the Lord will fight for you and you have only to be still. God will take care of it. God will put to death the old man. 
God will accomplish this emptying if we just leave ourselves in His hands and tell Him, God, I need you to empty me. There's a story that St. John Cajun mentions where there's an old man who was attacked by a mob of pagans in Alexandria. And the story says that he remained calm and unruffled in spite of insults and blows. Then someone asked him mockingly what miracles Christ has worked for him. This is how the old man responded. He has just worked one. For in spite of all you have done to me, I haven't been angry with you or the least bit upset. They're mocking him about his faith in God and what God has done for him. And they're expecting this extravagant, magnificent miracle, right? And show us proof of God's work in your life. Right? And he says, the greatest miracle is that he has given me peace in spite of all of your insults. And so he accredited his peace to God's work. God will accomplish that in us. God will put to death the old man. In Psalms 103, verses 29 and 30, it says, When you take away their breath, they shall die and return again to their dust. You shall send forth your spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. So when you send forth your spirit, they shall die. The old man shall die. The ego is put to death. God empties us. Then the following part is, You shall send forth your spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. And so, because this is God's work, emptying ourselves as a product of God's work, we should ask for it. We should pray for it. And here's a beautiful way to ask for God to accomplish this in our life. St. God prays in this way. He says, I praise you, O Lord, and bless you for condescending to show yourself with so great love and familiarity to the souls of those you have chosen. The only favor I ask, the only favor I ask, is that in no single thing should I ever do my own will and that my will be entirely at one with yours. Let others ask for what they wish, but my sole request is that I may wish what you wish and your purposes may be accomplished perfectly in me. Do with me, in me, and by me all that you will without resistance from me in time and in eternity. How beautiful is that prayer? Do with me, in me, and by me all that you will without resistance. And having faith, we can come to God totally trusting in His ability to put to death the old man, to empty us, and to make us malleable, to make us like soft clay. We have to ask ourselves if we really desire this. Do we really want to be empty vessels? Do we empty ourselves of control and selfishness? This is the most critical question we can ask ourselves today. Because what's at stake here is whether Christ will be born in our hearts or not. This is what's at stake. This isn't about whether you should take the highway or the roads to get to your destination, about what's going to save you a little bit more time. No, this is between life and death. Think about the birth of Christ. Why was He born in a manger? Why? Of course, 
This was his intention. But the scriptures make it completely clear. Because there was no room in the inn. God doesn't go to the places that are occupied. What was so special about the manger? I mean, it wasn't pretty. What was so special about it? It was empty. Okay, it's empty, I'll go. That's God's nature. He goes to the place that's empty and prepared for Him. If we remove our will and surrender to God, a lot of people see this as a matter of weakness. But this isn't a matter of weakness. It's a matter of strength. St. Augustine says, I sat on top of the world when I came to fear nothing and desire nothing but you. I sat on top of the world when I abandoned all my desires. I left my life entirely in your hands. That's when I sat on top of the world. It's not what a peasant would say. It's not what a weakling would say. This is a man of strength. To feel like you're on top of the world? What's better than that? Not only is this emptying our strength, but it's our perfection. It doesn't just give us strength, but this is what perfects us. This is what makes us God, of course, by His grace, but this is what makes us all that He is. John Pei de Cassade says, The degree to which we surrender ourselves to God is the degree of our holiness. Think about that. You want to measure your holiness? You really want to know the extent of your holiness. Measure the degree to which you've surrendered yourself to God. That's it. That's your litmus test. Think of St. Mary. And the passage we read today makes it very clear. Why did God choose her? How did she become the mother of God? Think about it. Was she a scholar? Did she have the scriptures memorized? What was so special about her? Was she like St. John the Baptist, a strict ascetic? No. She was just empty for God. That's it. St. Mary, the mother of God, the holiest human being on the face of the earth. What was so special about her? What made her the holiest of all people is that she was empty. She surrendered to God. Behold the handmaiden of the Lord. Let it be according to your will. Whatever you choose, Lord, I'm yours. I'm empty. I'm clay in your hands. I was having a conversation with a young child about a couple of weeks ago. He's about eight or nine years old, and he's talking to me about the struggles of life. You know, simple things like paying the bills and taking care of the mortgage and stuff, right? <laughs> but he's struggling with this whole Christian walk, you know, this concept of listening and dealing with uh, annoying brothers and sisters and, you know, typical eight, nine-year-old struggles. So I tell him, look, you want to be a saint? You want to be like all the saints that you see in the icons? I'm going to tell you the secret. So his eyes were like wide open. It's like he's ready for the secret. Now look, all you have to do is just listen to your parents. Whatever they tell you to do, just say, sure, dad, sure, mom. 
and like his jaw just dropped. He literally jumped out of his seat. We were sitting down, and he jumped back like, wait, what? That's, that's all I have to, what do you mean? Like, I'm dead serious. Just listen to your parents. Whatever they tell you to do, say, sure, I'll do it. Don't resist. Don't be stubborn. They, they say, do this, do that. Say, sure. You're going to be just like everybody in the icons that you see in church. He couldn't conceptualize that. But that's sanctity. That's holiness. We complicate life, I'm telling you. We make it so much harder than it is. John Pierre de Cassad says, A saintly person is none other than a person who is surrendered to God's divine will. A saintly person is none other than a person who is surrendered to God's divine will. So we have to ask ourselves this critical question. Do we see ourselves as clay in God's hands? Have we truly relaxed in His hands? Just like a patient going through an operation. He trusts in his doctor and he's just relaxed. John Pierre de Cassad says, The great and solid foundation of our spiritual life is to give ourselves to God and to put ourselves entirely in His hands. To forget ourselves so completely that we regard ourselves as sold and delivered for God to do with us as He likes. In this way, our joy and happiness consists wholly in the good pleasure of God. Having laid this foundation, we have nothing else to do but to rejoice that God is God and surrender ourselves so entirely to His good pleasure that we feel an equal satisfaction with whatever His will calls for us, without ever questioning about the use He makes for us. To surrender ourselves, this then is our principal duty. There is no greater path than the path of surrender. Not only because it perfects us, but because it gives us peace, it liberates us. It's the path of relaxation, as opposed to the path of anxiety. It's a leap of faith. Think of Abraham and Lot. Abraham's the older one of the two, right? Not only is he older, but he's Lot's uncle, right? So, you know, he has more authority over Lot. And whenever it came for them to determine who's going to get what land, whenever their cattle started to increase and you know, they needed to separate part ways, you know what Abraham told Lot? He didn't say, I'm your uncle, I'm older than you. I'm going to decide where I go. I'm going to take the land that I like and you take the other part of the land. Abraham said, if you go left, I'll go right. If you go right, I'll go left. If you go up, I'll go down. You choose. He didn't say, I'm your uncle. I'm the elder. I have more authority over you. He was totally abandoned. Like, you take what you like, I'll take the scraps. <laughs> you think God blessed Abraham? You bet he did. You decide which way to go, I'll take the other side. There's a beautiful prayer that Father Anthony Kinieris talks about. He says, 
Whatever you want, Lord, I want. Whatever you choose, I choose. Whatever you say, I'll do. Whatever you give, I'll receive. Whatever you withhold, I'll accept. Whatever you plan, I'll rejoice in. Whatever you will, Lord, whatever you will. There was a very devout Christian that came to Father Anthony Canaris. He says, when this man was told that he was coming down with Alzheimer's disease, he said, all my life, I've given everything to God. All my life, I've given everything to God. If he wants my mind too, he can have it. I've given him every, I've surrendered everything. If he wants my mind too, he can have it. Till the very last breath, till our very last possession. We're constantly on this path of surrendering, surrendering our will, submitting to God, becoming more liberated. So I'll leave you with this thought. If anybody has heard the name of Catherine Marshall, she's a Christian minister and an author from the last century. Father Anthony Canaris mentions a story about when she fell ill with tuberculosis. She languished in bed for months, and the months turned to years. And as her body grew weaker, she stopped struggling. She stopped beseeching God to do as she asked. She prayed that God do with her whatever He desired. She prayed, do with me, Lord, whatever you want, whatever you wish. From that point on, she says, she began to recover. How beautiful is that? I'm not saying that there's a magic trick for God to fix our problems and to heal our illnesses. God has His own wisdom and His path for us. But when we truly surrender, then we accept the hand that He's dealt us. Because that's the hand that's best for us. Imagine if we truly walk this path. Imagine if every day we woke up in the morning and say, God, whatever you send me today, I'll accept. I'm yours. I've abandoned myself. I've surrendered myself into your hands. Imagine what type of day that would look like. I pray that God gives us the grace to follow in this path and to glorify Him. And to Him is due all glory forever. Amen.